Hey folks, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing, a podcast and radio show from valleyindy.org. We are a two-person hyperlocal online news site based in Ansonia. My name is Eugene Driscoll and I'm joined by my co-host, Valley Indy reporter Ethan Fry. Good morning. Follow us on Twitter at Valley Indy. We've also we're also heard every Monday at 9 a.m. on 103.5 WNHH in the city of New Haven. So we are recording this episode on Friday, January 20th, as Donald Trump is being sworn in as the 45th mm-hmm. president of the United States of America. So today, naturally, we decided to uh, post an interview with John Ratzenberger, an actor best known for his role as Cliff Clavin mm-hmm. on the classic NBC sitcom Cheers. Ratzenberger's voice talents, incredibly, have been featured in every Pixar animated motion picture ever made. And he's from Bridgeport, local guy. The interview, by the way, was not conducted by the Valley Indy. Instead, it's a two dudes talking Disney interview. And two dudes talking Disney is a podcast from two Valley guys, Derby's David Leonard and Seymour's Tony. How do you think you say that last name? Bonoso? Bonoso, yeah, sure. Him. Sounds good. Their podcast focuses on all things Disney, movies, theme parks, toys, you name it. You can find them on Facebook. Number two, Dudes Talking Disney. By the way, uh, Disney owns Pixar, which is why two dudes talking Disney thought to interview Ratzenberger. And Dave Leonard, by the way, reached out to the Valley Indy a couple of weeks back and asked whether we could record this particular podcast for two dudes. They needed equipment where they could mm-hmm. record a conversation easily so uh we were happy to do it though i you know i got into some hot water with my family because i missed my nephew's birthday party Uh-oh. in order to uh record this yeah yeah i haven't so. i haven't listened to all of them but the the i've listened to a few and the ones uh the ones i've listened to are uh, it, you know it's not i'm not like into that a lot but it, it is in, you know most people have been to disney world and it's interesting to hear like some of the uh you know they delve into like the history of it and and you know things you you wouldn't think of when you're you're there um and going into the background and stuff so it, it is an interesting uh listen yeah and sorry your mic was a little low there so i apologize uh had you turned down but ethan just said uh he quits no uh, <laughs> yeah there it's a whole podcast you know it's always a learning experience i, I think it, this particular interview is it's charming because uh, leonard and the other dude are uh pretty laid back as is Ratzenberger it's mm-hmm. just not your typical celebrity interview Leonard by the way is a Bridgeport firefighter so there's this whole discussion of places to eat in Bridgeport which is I thought the most entertaining it's pretty intense but before we hand things over to the two dudes talking Disney podcast I wanted to quickly talk a little Valley news so here are our top five most read stories of the week you want to hit number five? Number five, update, Ansonia tax collector to retire. That was a follow-up on a story that broke a couple weeks ago now, maybe, that the uh, tax collector was put on paid leave. Uh, she's since uh, declared her intention to retire. There's still an investigation going on. Uh, I asked about that a couple days ago. They said nothing. City officials said nothing new yet, uh, but we'll obviously keep our keep our eyes on that moving forward. The number four tragedy in Shelton, a man died last weekend uh, in a fire 
a commercial building, right? Yeah, it was on Hull Street. Four-story commercial? Three or four stories? Three or four, yeah. Uh, the, and you, you talk, I mean, basically he, he, he jumped to his death. Uh, or at least he jumped what, out the window. That's what I they believe that, at this point. The official, uh, the, did the medical as examiner As of a couple a, days ago, the medical examiner said uh, the cause and manner of death was pending further study. So we'll follow up on that. I talked briefly with uh, Shelton Fire Marshal. He said that uh, they didn't, you know, it's under investigation, uh, but they haven't uncovered any code violations or anything so far. I mean, obviously, two days into the investigation, still early, and we'll also be following up on that. Number three was Derby Shopping Center sells for big bucks. That was a story about the Pershing Square Shopping Center, former site of Valley Bowl, on Pershing Drive in Derby, sold for $9 million. Big economic development news in the city of Derby. Mm. And then that's, I mean, that that's, I mean, when did that open? Last year at some point? About, about two years ago. And it was just Aldi, basically, initially, right? And then it's since... They were building out. It's, it's since been, filled out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think they have one or two little open spots there, but... Uh, it seems like a successful shopping center, mm. and what I like about it, it changed that crazy. It was an insane yeah, intersection. Yeah, the intersection there. was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's the parking in there is laid out well. So anyway, that's that. Number two is another Derby economic development story. Bad Sons Beer Company looks to brew in Derby. That's from like two weeks ago or so. A story we wrote about that's on Roosevelt Drive. They're taking an old, underutilized industrial property, which which of there, there are many of them along mm. Roosevelt Drive in Derby, and uh, the plans are to start brewing some beer. I think there was some confusion among our readers. It might have been because of my poor reporting. Uh, it's not just like, you know, it's not a bar. Mm. I think people were like, another bar? Just what we, No, they, it's, a, it's a manufacturer. Mm. You'll get to some revenue from their equipment and probably end up ideally paying uh, more taxes, generate more for the city than it does right now. Uh, and then the number one story, or most read story of the week a man shot in ansonia that was from monday night maybe i'm not sure on the date but uh basically there was a report of or no it's tuesday night excuse me um there was a report of a shooting over on central street um they said a uh, man had been shot at an address there and uh driven in a car to griffin hospital uh he was listed in stable condition and uh, that's, you know, detectives and uh, We haven't really had anything else. Investigating, uh, yeah. No other info no on update, that. Yeah. Although in general, the last couple of months, it seems there's been like an uptick in these random uh, either reports shots of shots fired. fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so something's going on. All right, that's enough for us. We'll see you on the other end of this uh, it's approximately 23-minute interview. So without further ado, here is John Ratzenberger's interview on a podcast called Two Dudes talking norm disney so good morning everyone this is tony and this is david and we're two dudes talking disney and we're joined today here in the valleyindy.org studios with a very special guest uh mr john ratzenberger connecticut's favorite son many of us know him from his 11 years uh sitting on a bar stool as cliff clavin on the comedy cheers but uh many don't know that he is uh was born and raised in uh, bridgeport and attended Sacred Heart University uh, before getting into acting. And uh, thanks to some of Dave's connections, we've got him on the uh, on the show with us today. So good morning, John. Yeah, good morning. Dave knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. It's uh, it's all about who you know, as we know. So uh, that's right. <laughs> 
So, John, we're, we're looking over, you know, your resume. Uh, growing up, I actually, you know, obviously we, we know you from Cheers. Uh, big fan of Cheers. You know, Cliff Clavin always had his little quips, his little words of wisdom for everybody. But uh, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about your roles in the in Disney, and then we're, we're going to finish off with a little bit of Star Wars. And uh, by our count, you are the only character to, uh, to person to voice a character in all 17 of the Pixar movies. Is that correct? Uh, correct. <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought it was a clerical error at the beginning, but uh, they kept asking me. I kept showing up. <clears throat> but it's been quite an honor, obviously, to, you know, to be part of history like that. Um, it's uh, I, I pitch myself every time I'm in their studio, and it's also just it's such a great company to work for. Pixar they do things the old-fashioned way; they just work really hard at it. They they consider every film that they do uh, as their first one, and they but they haven't backed off with the effort and the, uh, the passion. Yeah, they definitely uh, the they very definitely first one to the to the last one. Right, they definitely don't let it slide. You know, they've they've put out a consistent, no. uh, family-friendly product uh, since 1995 with Toy Story, uh, where you were the voice of Ham, the piggy bank. Uh, you've mm-hmm. you've uh, you've taken up that role a few times uh, in the feature films and in some of the side projects. And uh, I know Toy Story Four is uh, in production and due in a few years. So right. I'm, I'm assuming that we'll hear you uh, for another go round as Ham. Uh, one yep, thing. Yep. One thing that I've always wondered about is, you know, in the early days with computer animation, the movies took a while to make, and uh, Pixar initially signed a three-picture distribution deal with Disney for their first three films, and you signed on Correct. as Ham, and then you were P.T. Flea, which I think was a great a great character in A Bug's Life, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that took a little bit of time. When When was the decision made that you would just have this continuing role? Was it just kind of luck? Did you have a friend at Pixar who really liked your voice? No, that's I, I always defer to uh, John Lasseter or, or, or Andrew Stanton, uh, one of the fellows, or Lee for that. Um, it, it started from the beginning. Uh, it, it was very simple on my end. They they called and uh, and I answered, uh, <laughs> and that's as, as simple as it got. And it's just been that way. Um, and obviously, over the last twenty years, I've become uh, good friends with. Uh, you know, most of the gang up there. And when when we started, um, Pixar, there was just a handful of people. You could have, uh, you know, fit the entire uh, Pixar staff in, in uh, Dave's garage. <laughs> but uh, now it's there's a few thousand of them, wow. big buildings. And, and but the other thing is that the the work ethic, which comes from the top, as we all know, no matter what job you have. Uh, hasn't changed an iota. Uh, John Lasseter is is uh, scrupulous of detail, and that's his marching orders. Do your research and look at the detail. You mentioned Bugs Life. Oh, he had his animators out at a park with magnifying glasses on their stomachs. <laughs> now I have a, I have a question that's, for you, John, about Bugs Life. Wrong. In Bugs Life, you play yeah. P.T. Flea. Obviously, coming from Bridgeport, yeah. uh, you know, did you feel a little, uh, you know, a little love for the character? Kind of a, a, a... oh, sure, P.T. Barnum. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I always yeah, liked that. Was, I was he was once the mayor of Bridgeport. Yes, not a lot of people uh, realize that. But uh, yeah, he's sitting proudly 
as we speak, a statue down at Seaside Park, looking out over the uh, Long Island Sound. And yeah, he's he left a big mark on the city of Bridgeport, that's for sure. But so, I did, uh, you know, I, I, I acknowledged that. And I, I told them that when, uh, when I started. They they didn't know the connection. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's. But, I, I found that interesting, I, you know, working in Bridgeport. And, uh, you know, I see the statue all the time. That's that's my district. So uh, we, I could switch a little over to Star Wars. And uh, what we want to know is, you know, first of all, when, when Princess Leia told you to leave Hoth, did you think at that point you probably should be talking to somebody from the military instead of, you know, a, a random princess? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, those princesses are all over the all place. No, uh, you know, at the time, you know, Star Wars it was it was Empire Strikes Back. You had just come off of the the first right. Star Wars and New Hope. You know, did, did you realize it would be such a, a big thing to be you know to be part of Star Wars? No, but it was the same thing with Cheers and Pixar when they started. Uh, and from the actor's point of view, you show up and, and do your job. You, you, you got the job, and now let's uh, let's perform. And I, I don't know anybody who really thinks. Uh, I mean, everybody hopes that it will be a success, obviously. But I don't think anybody uh, says, "Yeah, this is going to be a, a blockbuster uh, uh, part of cinematic history." Um, I, I don't know anybody who thinks that. Maybe, maybe Harrison Ford's third film, he, he got that, but. Um, no, it's a, it's a job. You show up, do your work, uh, go home. Uh, but but then again, maybe that's just me growing up in Bridgeport. That uh, <laughs> that that ethos, you know, just, just show up and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, as you as you know, like I was talking earlier, we do a lot about Disney, uh, a lot of talk about that. So, do you do you visit Disney? Do you visit the parks? Uh, if so, do you have a favorite a favorite ride? No, I, I uh, not since my kids were small. Uh, I haven't been. I, I go. Let's see. Last time we went, my wife and I went to. Uh, we helped cut the ribbon for the uh, cars um, uh, ride out in California. That's one of my. That's one of my they, favorite they, attractions. Isn't it something? It's a, it's an awesome it, it ride. Goes, yeah, it, it really is. Something they really did a. But again, that's the beauty of. Uh, you know, John Lasseter being at the helm of the Disney ship now, um, his attention to detail is he's an artist. It's, that's what happens when you put an artist in charge and surround them with uh, great minds like Ed Catmull and uh, Jim Morris and the people that you'll run Pixar. But the, it was just like Disney. I mean, Disney was an artist. Yes, yes. And so that detail is there. Yeah, so... Uh, it's it's not a surprise coming from the artist's point of view. No, I, I, I never people. thought of it that way. What's that? Were, you know, were there artists? I, I, you know, to me, you see John Lasseter and you, you picture he's a businessman. You know, he runs Disney. But you don't think of the fact that, you know, his origin is an artist. Just even just like you said, like Walt Disney. You know, you think of Walt Disney as yeah. the, the megastar. You don't think of him as the, the simple cartoonist. Right, yeah, you know, drawing Mickey Mouse, and that's where it all started—the the Empire of the Mouse. But John Lasseter's mother was an art teacher, so again, it's not a surprise. And it all starts uh, when you're young. I mean, I, I do—I I go on a lecture tour, and I speak about the necessity of uh, teaching children how to use tools and how to be capable and learn common sense, and. Uh, 
what I found in my research and doing all this is that all the great inventors, all the great innovators of the world from, you know, go back as far as you want, Leonardo da Vinci, they all started when they were children. Nobody at 19 years old said, you know what, I'm going to invent a light bulb. All that uh, curiosity and all the skills necessary to become a Steve Jobs or a Thomas Edison or Benjamin Franklin all starts when you're around three or four years old. So that's why I'm a big advocate of, you know, let, let the children play. Because when we were growing up, we thought we were playing, but we were actually problem solving. Whether we were climbing trees and building tree houses or fixing our bicycles, we were left alone to do that. And as a result, we grew up to be capable uh, adults. And we've taken that away. Well, when you see, you know, captains of industry, whether John Lasseter, like I said, or Steve Jobs or Thomas Edison, uh, Leonardo da Vinci actually is a perfect example. He was an illegitimate child that was pretty much ignored throughout his childhood. But his natural curiosity you know, turned him into Leonardo da Vinci. But it's the same way. So the, the artists that are in charge, they all started when they were very, very young. So it's uh, I, I don't know what lessons is to be drawn from that, except the, the fact that, you know, when you see your child, you know, coloring or doing something and they're focused, leave them alone. Don't interrupt them. Like they might be paying the mortgage one day. That's right. <laughs> and um, and now currently, Tona, I think you're up next. Right. I, I, I believe we've got uh, we're going to be hearing you in two upcoming Pixar releases uh, this year. Uh, I know Cars 3 is due out over the summer. And uh, Coco, mm-hmm. which which not a lot of people have heard about, but it's based on around the Mexican celebration of Dia de la Muertas, uh, which is the Day of the Dead, uh, will be out this November. So uh, I'm 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 assuming that we'll be hearing you in those. Uh, yes. Yep. Great. I'll be there. Awesome. God willing. Uh, right. I know uh, in uh, Cars you voice Mac the truck, and uh, yes, know, and that's that was another thing with Pixar that uh, my father drove a Mac truck. And, uh, and that's why they gave me that character. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I believe your mother worked, uh, did she not work at one of the uh, uh, weapons, uh, one of the gun factories, Remington? Was she, did she work at Remington Arms? Right. Yeah, yeah Remington Arms, yeah. All right. I've, I've been in those buildings yeah. many times. Uh, not under good circumstances, though, as you know. Right. Uh, they, they are beautiful. Well, old, old buildings. I mean, yeah, that's... They were built to last, weren't they? Oh God, yeah. They're, you know, they're, I mean, they're not there now. No, no. Most of them, the shot tower is still there. Uh, you know, it still looks right. over, still looks over to the uh, the east side of the city, which is you know, it's a shame. I wish they'd do something with it. Uh, you know, whatever they do with it, but it is uh, it is an important part of history here in, in this part of Connecticut, especially in Bridgeport. Yes, as a matter of fact, we're uh, myself and uh, a, a small group. Uh, were at the initial beginnings of putting together the American Museum of Manufacturing in Bridgeport. Because it was a shock to me to find out there is no museum dedicated to manufacturing anywhere in the country. <clears throat> of, excuse me, manufacturing is you know, the, the overview of all manufacturing. There's places that there's a museum of what this particular company manufactured like Colt or, uh, you know, Ford or Mustang, but manufacturing as a whole, it doesn't exist. So we're, we're a beginning one in Bridgeport Excellent. because I of mean, that. It's, it's 
just what you're talking about. Look forward to, to bringing the kids yeah. down there because uh, you know a lot of a lot of innovation has occurred uh, over the years from Ford's assembly lines, uh, you know, on on up. And uh, unfortunately, a shame to see a lot of manufacturing leave the country uh, over the past you know twenty twenty five years. But uh, hopefully, some of it's coming back, and the country's on a rebound. Yeah. Well, also we have to bring back uh, shop classes uh, to uh, instruct our kids how to use tools again. Because what they're finding in manufacturing, because I still spend a lot of time on that subject, is that we're running out of people who know how to make things. The average age is 58 years old now in the United States of people that uh, you know know and uh, recognize how to use tools. Because yes, we it, stopped teaching that to kids a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very handy. You could, you could ask my wife. I mean, I refer to screwdrivers as plus and minuses. So, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> well, at least you know that there's a difference. Right, right. But <laughs> so uh, I, I think that's all we got for you, John. If there's anything else, uh, you know, we, we want to thank you obviously tremendously for this. Uh, I think, uh, Dave, if we could just uh, bounce back to to the Pixar films. Oh yeah, quick. go ahead, uh, John. Do you have a favorite sure. role or favorite character that that you've portrayed over the years? Well, we talked about him a little bit. P.T. Flea. Mm-hmm. I, I just get a kick out of that character. And I don't know if he'll ever do another Bugs Life. But uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Well, hand me the pig, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but P.T. Flea, I just get such a, a chuckle awesome. uh, voicing that character because he's so avaricious. Right. Uh, and he really does have blinders on when it comes to making a buck. <laughs> and uh, I just find that funny. Very cool. And, just, and the, whole, the whole idea of the character. Mm-hmm. Are you but, a little... Uh, again, Pixar... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I always re- re- remark on, on the uh, the fact that when you look at the Pixar's uh, work, the, uh, the, the, the legacy, the, the list of subjects you have... Uh, Subjects, stories that any other film studio in the world wouldn't even touch. They'd kick you out of the office. Imagine going to any other film studio and saying, hey, I got a great idea. Uh, It's about an 80-year-old man who attaches balloons to his house and floats to Argentina with a Korean Cub Scout. Now, if you had said that to anybody else in the world, they'd they'd lock you up. Right. There's no way. uh, or a robot, or a film with no speaking. Well, you know, know it's, it's it's very similar to what you mentioned earlier about letting kids create and and leave them be. And and Pixar kind of takes that approach with its films. You know, here's an idea, run right. with it. They don't seem to uh, you know uh, chop a lot of stuff off. They let them run with their ideas. I think the only film I've heard of them announcing and canceling was a film called Newt, uh, which was about a uh, a reptile. Um, after Toy right. Story 2. But other than that, you know, you're right. Some of these concepts, you know, talking fishes, guys with balloons on their houses, uh, talking bugs, talking cars, um, Monsters University, you know, they're kind of crazy ideas, right. but, but they work because I, I think deep down at the core, you know, they're all stories of, of love and acceptance and, you know, getting through your surroundings. And uh, Pixar, you know, much like... Uh, the, the Marvel Universe movies, the, you know, they're superheroes, but they all follow the same kind of theme and pattern. And that's what Pixar's done is they've got this pattern 
and it works and they're able to fit all of these crazy zany ideas into something that everyone can enjoy and they're they're good at it yeah because they'll they'll spend three years just on the script Mm -hmm. and if that script if if the story isn't there and if, if there's something wrong with it they'll uh rip it up and start from scratch right because they they so again they do it the old-fashioned way they have a standard and they meet that standard and if the, and if the story or the the, the the film or the right something if it doesn't meet their standard they stop and they just start from scratch right because they have a product and and they know that uh, you know once you release your product that's your statement right and that's that should be every job Every every company in the world should behave like that, but uh, luckily Pixar is there to show us that it works. Right, and they've done a great job. So yes, we, we, uh, we thoroughly enjoy it. John, I, I think we're going to wrap it up. We don't want to take up too much of your time on a Saturday morning. We we really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking a few minutes out no, of your I day with us. I just have to go buy a new pair of shoes today. So. <laughs> I, my wife's my wife's taking me out and showing me what shoes I want. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because we're going to the inauguration. Nice, nice. Well, so thank you. Like, like, uh, like, like Tony said, John, thank you so much for this. Uh, you're you're our first celebrity interviewer, interviewee. Interviewee. So how how do we do? What'd you think? Oh, the, the best. <laughs> I, I just I, I really enjoyed it. Now this is this a brand new adventure for you guys? Or uh, no, this we we've done about ten or eleven podcast episodes, and and you know we we have a decent uh, listener base. We've uh, you know. Maybe a couple thousand, but we've we've had viewers uh, down in like Argentina and over in Israel because all of that's tracked. Um, but you are, uh, you know, you are our first big guest. We we used to consider ourselves the the uh, most popular podcast in the Lower Nagatuck Valley. So we're we're hoping that your uh, <laughs> that your uh, participation brings us uh, a little headway into Fairfield County. Yes, yes, and uh, and John, well, with with, with uh, the the location being you know being a hometown guy in Connecticut known for pizza. And you, can you give us your favorite pizza place? Uh, yeah, I uh, I have to say I, it's it's hard to beat uh, Testa's uh, over there near Brooklyn Avenue. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The fair, fair field. You know the one was it was it called Three Corners? Yeah, with Three Corners. corners I we eat there frequently. It is uh you know again that's our, our district at work. So when we do takeout. At work, that's where we go to get our pizza. I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you you farm and you you know pizza, <laughs> we no, do, so we I, do. Uh, I, I heard you've become a fan of Brewport I, I, too. Well, I, I we we went there once. Okay. So I, I uh, but we really enjoyed it. Uh, but we haven't haven't been back. But not, nothing to do with the restaurant, just at the time. But. Uh, yeah, and that's it's a uh, beautiful too the way uh, businesses like that are moving back into Bridgeport. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you got the Bijou Theater that's uh, been renovated. It's beautiful, and they got Avocella. You've been there, the Italian restaurant. I have not yet. We're big. We're big Ralph and yeah. Riches. Uh, we're, the, the the guys from the firehouse. We pretty much uh, Ralph and Riches is our our place to go. Have you had their that uh, that French dip beef? Sandwich of theirs. That's what. We, yeah, we go there. We go, we go there a lot for lunch. Oh man, is that good? <laughs> that's, that's that's another one of my stomping grounds. So Ralph, Ralph and Riches. 
But yeah, Brewport, Ralph and Riches, and Avucella, and, and uh, a lot of this stuff is. Uh, there's a fellow named Phil Kuchma. I don't know if you know Phil, but he's the developer that's uh, uh, kind of responsible for turning Bridgeport around. It's and, an interesting uh, place. I mean, I you know, uh, it, it is not what it used to be. I would say. Right. And so I remember because I'm probably a lot older than you are, but. Uh, <laughs> It used to be. I mean, I remember when people walked around downtown Bridgeport with jackets and ties, and, you know, and, and families going shopping, and, uh, you know, back in the day in the you know fifties. And then it turned around, and now it's turning around again. Yes, uh, it's, uh, it's really nice to see. Well, we want to thank you. Yeah, we do want to thank you, and, we, and uh, we good luck with shoe shopping. I hope uh, I hope you get to pick out the pair you like. Oh, no, I don't get to know. When it comes to clothes, I, I learned that a long time ago. I just stand there, you know, and in my mind, I'm miles away. <laughs> then when my wife says, oh, this is good, I say, okay, let's get it. Happy happy wife, you happy know? life. Yep. Yeah, because I don't I know. That's just, you know, for me, I do you know, a burlap sack would be fine. <laughs> there you go. As long as I don't get arrested, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so uh, but, so, uh, so thank you very much, and uh, like we said, you know, you're you're our first celebrity interviewee, so uh, it's in the books, and uh, I'm Tony, right. and now I'm David, say, and we're two. Podcast is it? Is it only sound? It's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's it. Just sound. On, it is. We're on. Okay, we're on so iTunes. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, All right. What's it? What's it called? Two. The number. The number two. Dudes talking Disney. Yeah. Two dudes talking. Two, Two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney. Oh, now are you connecting with Disney? Do they know the, about you? We're, we're unofficial. Uh, we're fans, but we're also travel agents for a Disney-based uh, travel agency. Oh, terrific! Yeah. All right. Well, any other uh, way I can help? Let me know. Okay. Great. We appreciate it, uh, Mr. Ratzenberger. So uh, we'll wrap it up real quick. I'm Tony. I'm David. And with John Ratzenberger, and we're two dudes talking Talkin Disney. Disney. All right. So that was Dave and Tony of Two Dudes Talking Disney in a podcast produced, I guess. I hit the record button and set up a couple of wires by uh, here, us, valleyindy.org. And if you're listening on the radio, this is Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM WNHH in New Haven. So let's wrap. That's that's our. We landed actually, not that we landed that last interview, but we're like uh, TMZ here with our celebrity interviews. We're like Mark Marin. We're we're we're, we're muscling in on professional podcast territory because we interviewed Artie Lang, mm-hmm. right? Former Howard Stern Show uh, sidekick. We just had the Rats Ratzenberger. Cliff, snubbed snubbed you know? by Brian Dennehy. Though. I was going to say so, we should. There's a list of of, uh, of celebrities we we haven't been able to interview, but I think well, some we'll of them continue to work on that because we we have to get Dennehy at some point. I feel yeah, yeah and he, you know the guy lives in Connecticut. Mark Garofalo, the Derby Town Clerk, and uh, Randy Ritter from the Boy Scouts in Derby uh, saw Dennehy's uh, new play uh, recently in, mm-hmm. in the Long Wharf. And uh, they went backstage, and he did autographs, and I guess he started singing like like a derby fight song or something. Oh. Like they had this whole they had this whole story about it. It was pretty hilarious. I, I don't know why you're offended by that. Was no, it? I just just I, like that. Oh. We 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 got to get him. You know? I know. Yeah, I think it's one but of we'll the work we, on it. And, we, uh, I put in a request because like genuinely, I think he's like one of our favorite actors. I think like he's one of my favorite actors, but 
you know, we'll see. And and like he's a, I mean, he's known as like a character actor a lot, of like yeah, in definitely. movies. But like he's a he's a stage legend. Like yeah. he's won Tonys, and you know, is uh, yeah that the Long Wharf got him was pretty. Uh, a pretty nice get, I think. Yeah, I, I did put a request in, but I never heard back. I think it was one of the, we're a little, you know, I don't know. I guess we're not uh, the Connecticut Post. Uh, who else? Joe oh, Myers. We've, uh, yeah, we, and then we, we've interviewed the dude from Gremlins, uh, Zach, uh, <laughs> I can't remember, uh, Galligan, yep. Zach Galligan. And, uh, that was a good one. You interviewed a uh, cringe comic. Jim Florentine. Jim Florentine. That's it, yeah. Who, so. Didn't re- we didn't really hit it off. Uh, and then uh, we had a podcast on uh, on Donald Trump, which brings us to our next little segment as we wrap it up here on Valley Naval Gazing. This was an episode we had were supposed to do a long time ago, but hey, it's almost February, so why don't talk about the, uh, why not do a review of 2016, our most listened to episodes of this here show. Uh, why don't we start off, what do we want to run through, nine of these, ten of these? Ten, I got ten. Ten of these, 10. okay. Uh, number ten, uh, this was our New Year's episode. Uh, oh, I saw Valley about, New Year's, I thought that we did, we did an episode about drinking, what? Uh, no, that, yeah, this was uh, uh, last January, uh, Seymour select woman Nicole Clarides Dietria announced her candidacy for state representative. She would go on to win that election in November. Uh, so candidates announce your candidacies on our podcast. Uh, I believe it's the Valley Indie Bump. Yeah. And uh, we also interviewed uh, Christopher Cluett. He's the new, uh, not new anymore, but new at the time, Shelton Schools superintendent. Uh, number nine, that was your, we replayed and commented on your old interview with uh, soon-to-be President Trump. By the time you're listening to this, he it is. will be President yeah. Trump. Here, let's play a clip. Um, yeah. Uh, Donald J. Trump from uh, approximately 16, 15 years ago. And you're listening to uh, Valley Naval Gazing on WNHG. I didn't cue this up right. LP, FM, That'll take streaming care of live, although this is recorded on New Haven Independent. Dot this org, is painful. Indie.org and iTunes and SoundCloud. Shut up. And Libsyn, Libsyn and wherever. You... Hello. Hi, Mr. Trump. Hi, how are you? I just love that. Hello. That's all I wanted to play. Very, uh, very Hamptons hello. Hello. Okay, so, yeah. And then, uh, like I said, number eight was uh, Ansonia Automatic President Phil Tripp yelling at somebody at a Trump rally when uh, in, in, in Connecticut when Trump uh, visited the Nutmeg State. Number seven here, it says Derby Mayor Anita Degato and uh, Chief of Staff Leslie Crane. Oh, that was the uh, the first time they came up mm. to talk about economic development. Yeah, that was like a, a surprising uh, a page view generator. Mm-hmm. Downloads. The, uh, the persistent yet, uh, to this point, not substantiated rumor that uh, condos are going to be built where the old Walmart was on Route 34. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, that keeps coming up. I've, I've been told a million times that that hasn't been... Stu Leonard's is the other rumor. Stu Leonard. They've, they've gone on record as an Apple store. Interested, I, think, I heard right? the Giants are moving to Derby. <laughs> uh, number six was our podcast interview with David Cassetti and the FOI uh, public education officer or and or spokesman Tom Hennick. Not where, at the same time, but yeah. Oh, for, I thought it wasn't. First, first, we had Cassetti on. I don't know why I would think that. It just says Dave. Oh, primarily oh, gosh, to talk episode. about the Board of Education budget. And then we called Tom Hennick. We played like a fun game with him where we. We discussed hypothetical. I, I I did it this morning about uh, oh, a meeting yeah, I was at last thing. night. Um, so yeah, uh, great resource. The uh, CT yeah. Freedom of Information Commission. Dear Valley Government, stop putting executive session personnel matter. You need to put more inform more information about uh, who actually, you're I, meeting about. I saw an agenda 
a few minutes ago that just said executive session, just nothing. Okay. Number five. Complaint coming on that. Drinking with Ken Tuccio. This was uh, Ken Tuccio who hosts uh, Welcome to Connecticut podcast. Now he hosts a morning radio show Mm -hmm. on uh, 95.9 The Fox. Uh, He is from Ansonia and he launched a show on WNHH uh, called The Local Drinking Show. WTNH. What did I say? WNHH? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong bunch of drunks. Uh, Number four. Seymour first selectman Kurt Miller. What was it? Miller. Yeah, it was just one of his monthly spots uh, talking about Donald Trump. It's Miller time. Seymour. That, I, that was the one where uh, I think it was the Seymour. Oh, there was some sort of. Wait there was a, sec. a, a or, or was that the one where I had the clickbait headline Malloy? Oh, okay. Yeah, Malloy yeah, yeah. snubbed me when, when yeah. Miller told that story about how. Malloy, Malloy wouldn't throw right. a ball at the dunk tank when Miller was doing it. Yeah, okay, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me the high hat, something like that. Gave him the high hat. And then uh, number three, another regular of ours, Ansonia Mayor David Cassetti, who used to appear on our podcast. We haven't been able to to get him in a little while. He's a tough get. I guess I made him angry or something. I don't know. Uh, but that was, he talked about the Nature Center Playground, which had just been demolished at the time. It's since been rebuilt, uh, albeit uh, they need to do some ADA improvements. Uh, he also talked about some downtown redevelopment in the works. Boom. School budget took yeah. some calls from from residents. So yeah, we've uh, had yeah. some. It was. I want to thank uh, Mayor Cassetti and First Selectman mm. Kurt Miller for basically playing along with our amateur hour and just letting us do random things yeah. like Facebook Experiment. Live. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it it's been people. I mean, you can see people are listening uh, to them, or you can hear. You can't see anything because. We're trapped inside your computer. <laughs> Number two, and this makes me feel good. Uh, our second most listened to podcast of the year was the Valley Christmas special, where I just put my two kids on a microphone, uh, Jack six, Emma three, and exploited them for Valley Indie Gain. Let's listen to a clip. We you! We you, okay. Ah, take that, New Haven. I just blew out your speakers. <laughs> Okay, you've just blown out the speakers of everybody in the city of New Haven by yelling. So you want a Wii U? Yeah. Okay, you're not going to get that. All right, now, Emma. Um, Hello, Emma. Uh, 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 okay, I, I get through you. What? I, I, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, you can't whine or no smacking. Okay, let, let's have let Emma have a turn. Emma wants to say uh, something. I want crawling baby doll. You want a- Yeah, there we go. Crawling baby doll. And Santa delivered on both. But, you know, Wii U. Three hundred dollars. They're coming out with the Wii Stitch of in like two are, weeks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. I, can Trump do something about that? Actually, it'll it'll probably be more expensive. He'll probably put a tariff on all the uh, products coming from Japan. So force him to go with the Wii U for a cup. Hey, Don, come on. We I I interviewed you back in the day. Also, dude. like not all of the podcasts were were put on Facebook. So I mean, the that number might be a little skewed. Like you know, with all due respect. How often do you post podcasts to Facebook? How would you have any knowledge? You can go to Facebook and look at all the videos we've actually posted. I'm, I, I, this is attempting not to, it's tempting to curse here. I put a bunch of them. Okay. A bunch load on Facebook where it gets, uh, I mean, wh- how'd that do on YouTube? I don't know, 200 according to this uh, summary. Right. Okay. And then how many downloads did we have on Libsyn? Do you have that information, Mr. I Reporter? Do not. I do not. Oh, I oh, confess fake to you, news. I do not. Somebody call up Phil Tripp. Fake news. Number one. Happy New Year. 
uh, with 1,708 listens on SoundCloud alone uh, last year. How dare you challenge the legitimacy of an interview I had with my children? <laughs> and Sonia school officials discussed the budget. This was in the middle of the uh, very heated budget uh, process in Ansonia. And they said, hey, we're going to cut sports. When and a million it, yes, people listened. Yes. Uh, they uh, said that if uh, they didn't get their full funding, they would have to uh, cut uh, sports teams. Right. Yes, and I just said that. Everybody said. All right, let's end A lot this. of people said that that was. I'm uh, angry. All right, this is Eugene Driscoll for uh, Ethan Fry, uh, child hating, <laughs> dark soul of a person, Ethan Fry. See you uh, next week. See you. Hi, Mr. Trump. Hi, how are you? Hello? Hi, Mr. Trump. Hi, how are you?